You're listening to G4D, Grounds for Discussion, a weekly music podcast hosted by your two most caffeinated hosts, Adam and John. So sit back, relax, pour yourself a cup of coffee, and enjoy the following episode. Tom York doesn't like music algorithms because they tell him to listen to Muse. (laughs) Latest uh, article here. Tom York has thrown shade at Muse by saying that he doesn't follow music algorithm recommendations as they suggest he listens to the band's music. The Radiohead frontman who released his third solo album, Anima, last month said that he doesn't rely on suggestions from music platforms because they often lead him to Muse. When asked by the Sunday Times about algorithms, York laughed and replied, no, if you like this, you'll like this, and then it gives me Muse. <laughs> Elsewhere in the interview, York said that he likes Billie Eilish because she's doing her own thing. Nobody's telling her what to do. He made the remarks about Eilish after attending one of her concerts with his daughter. Additionally, he revealed that he was stood he was stood in front of Sam Smith at the gig. That seems like a typo. That was a fine moment, he said. We sat down, and what's his name? The guy who did the Bond film we didn't do? He stands with some... <laughs> He stands behind us, and I'm saying, sitting with my daughter, her friends, and my girlfriend. When suddenly everyone goes, Sam, I'm like, Arg. <laughs> Smith said in a 2016 interview that he didn't know who York was. Is York's comment to the Sunday oh Times God. his comeback? Quite possibly so. Oh my mm, God. A little bit of hot, juicy gossip here on G4D, aka Grounds for Discussion. discussion. Yay. I really thought you were reading a Hard Times article to me. I was not. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, It sure sounds like it, though. It does, doesn't it? It's like uh, they had a really great one about the about the band Black Keys. Maybe I mentioned the last episode. I don't know where like uh, Black Keys debut a new song called Ford Commercial. That's really good. Oh, uh, yeah. Maybe uh, they should have just called Let's Rock Ford commercial. <laughs> yeah, C- right. CW13. Might as well. They literally have an album cover that just says, this is an album, this is Brothers, or something like that. This is I the next remember. Black Keys album. This album is called Brothers. Okay, that's something what it was. Like yeah, that. something like that. Or this is an album by the Black Keys. Yeah. It is called Brothers. There you, yeah. there you go. There you go. There you go. Way to be direct. Way to be direct. Ladies and gentlemen, sitting across from me on the mic opposite of me is the man who correctly pronounces album titles. Adam, how you doing, buddy? I'm doing great, John. How are you? I am doing fantastic, and I'm especially doing fantastic right now because of this lovely cup of coffee that you've Mm -hmm. made for me. As always, the world's okayest barista? No. I deliver Absolutely not. You are the world's greatest barista, Aww. if I dare say so, sir. Oh, please stop embarrassing me. I don't know why I decided to throw my keys on the table when I said that, but I did. That's okay. This is some pretty damn good coffee. So what, what are we drinking today? So this actually comes from Helen, Georgia. Ah, Georgia. <laughs> it's body hot here in the labyrinth. <laughs> in a place called... Higher Ground Coffee. Ugh. Of course, that makes me think of the uh, Stevie Wonder song. Yep. Or the Red Hot Chili Peppers song. <laughs> Whatever multiverse you live in. <laughs> 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 
<laughs> and this is their gourmet house blend. Now, this is a cool little place. Now, for those of you who have not been to Helen, Georgia, and that's probably a lot of you out there. <laughs> it is a small little town right in the mountains of Georgia. Oh. So it's, you know, it's kind of like this like German architecture vibe to it, which I think is pretty interesting. It's you wouldn't expect it in a place in Georgia, but all the buildings and everything like that are modeled after like, you know, that typical German look. I don't know, I don't know how else to describe it. I'm, I'm What is a typical I'm German drawing a blank. Look? Uh, you know, you know, it's it's uh, it's got stuff. <laughs> I will be looking up German architecture later in the yeah. program. Yes, yes, please, please do it. I don't know how to describe it. I'm not going to do it justice. Uh, I'm 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 also on team no sleep right now, so that's why this coffee is very very necessary. But yeah, this is their gourmet house blend. Um, honestly, I don't know too much about it. Uh, the guy who was talking to me was very nice. But he really wasn't quite sure about what kind of beans they All right, used. Let's see. These are uh, coffee beans. But to be <laughs> fair to him, I think it was just because usually they don't get asked those kind of questions. Helen, Georgia is kind of like a touristy town. Mm. Um, fun area. I'm not, I'm not knocking it. But if I had to take a guess. Um, it's I'm, definitely a dark roast. Yes, definitely Very a dark roast. oily type beans. It smells fantastic. They had some Mexican beans there, and I wouldn't be surprised if that was like a mixture in there. Uh, I tried one of their other kinds of coffee there, too. They had like a very, very dark roast there. But I figured this one was the one to go with because this one was their most unique blend that they had there. Yeah, it tastes great. I had it iced while I was there, and it was actually very refreshing. Hot as we're having it right now, I think it's still very, very flavorful. I think it's a really great cup of joe, buddy. Thanks. Cheers. Cheers, indeed. I've been really digging iced coffee lately. Mm. Well, it is 150 degrees outside yeah. here in Orlando, Florida. And for those of you at home who make pour-overs or anything iced, here's your, here's your coffee tip of the day. All right, so whatever ratio you like to use, use 60% water and 40% ice and use 5 grams more of coffee than you would normally use. That was beautiful. Short and sweet to the point. So for instance, uh, my pour over, I do 30 grams of coffee normally with Mm -hmm. 445 grams of water. So if we do some math here, those were sound effects he was not making with his mouth. No, not at all. I have a calculator. 35 grams of coffee. Was it 180 grams of ice and three... 50 grams of water well 320 325 yeah something like that 325 180 grams of ice there you go i I didn't think i'd be having to do math on the program that's all coffee is man it's all math and you're 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 really like a mad scientist over here (laughs) (laughs) something like that are you gonna have a monster mash later on Ooh, only if it's a graveyard smash And we actually, uh, speaking of scientists, I think we're going to jump in and talk about two mad scientists, Mad Lib, ah. oh, and Freddie Gibb, and Tom York. Yes, yeah. we're back with the double albums, and we might even have a little something, something else that we'll sneak in there, too. Yeah, well, that corresponds with one of them. 
honestly, <laughs> anybody who's listening to this is going to just say, ah, we know what you guys are going for. You're going to review the film really quick. <laughs> yeah, we'll just talk about <laughs> we'll it. We'll just get right to the point. <laughs> I think it compliments the album a lot. Uh, good stuff. Good stuff. So let's, let's do Freddie Gibbs and Mad Lib with their latest album, Bandana. Now, this is not the first time these two gentlemen have come together to collaborate on an album. They prior they previously did an album called Pinata, also a great instrumental album too as well. Like Madlib's beats are always worth a listen, in my opinion. I would also agree to that. And he tweeted out a couple of days ago that he made all the beats on his iPad. So mm-hmm. I am very curious and would love to know what programs he used. That doesn't that just make you kind of jealous? It does. Like. People that talented could literally make beats. It's all about the, the creativity. It's not about what you got. Yeah, but beats on an iPad. And the fact that they sounded so good. Yeah. Just, well, he said he said he made the beats. He didn't say he mixed them. That's true. That's so, very true. But that's very, very true. I, I, you, there is GarageBand in on iPads now, so you could easily mix something if you wanted to. That's true. They do have quite a few, like, quality programs now that you can download one of these days i'm gonna download it on my phone and try and make my own music too nobody will ever listen to it because it'll probably be terrible but i still want to give it a shot that's all good so real quick just kind of a quick overview for those of you who do not know freddie gibbs is the rapper he's known for his technical proficiency and his provocative lyrics and he's really well known in the underground hip-hop circles as for mad lib well Madlib, if you don't know who Madlib is by now, man, do I have an album that you need to check out. And that is, of course, Mad Villainy, where he teams up with MF Doom. I think it's one of the best albums of all time. Yes, I'm putting that album wow. that high up. But yes, he's he's the DJ. He also has done some rapping, too, as well. He's a multi-instrumentalist and really just one of the most prolific and critically acclaimed hip-hop producers of the 2000s like i mentioned earlier he's worked with mf doom he's worked with jay dilla where they collabed and made jay jay lib sorry stumbling over my words there but yeah he's also worked with um well i almost said most deaf he's now yasin bay oh. and also talib kwali uh and i feel like i'm missing somebody else pretty obvious too uh I got Madlib, I got that, I got that. And, and oh, another one he's also worked with is De La Soul as well. How huh. could I forget about De La Soul? And that was the other one I wanted to cover. But anyway, everybody got has the picture. You may have a good idea of what you're in, in, in store for here. This is an underground hip-hop album. And it's one of those kind of albums that I feel like, you know, had a lot of hype behind it. Mm-hmm. You know, you get these two guys together in a room and they struck gold before. Do they struck or strucken? Strike? Strike. (laughs) (laughs) Do they strike gold again? Sorry. I told you. That's okay. I told you. I need the caffeine. I know, man. So have they strucken gold again? (laughs) Well, I would say we should move to California because there's a gold rush. Mm. It's it's picking the picks and the gold rush. Yes. I I got it. This album was great. You don't need to explain it to me. (laughs) (laughs) I really liked it a lot. I did too, It's very good. It's a very fun, hilarious, political, great summer rap album. Agreed. 
I, I think you hit it right on the head there. This this comes at just the right time during the summertime because it's just got a lot of summertime vibes to it. Mm-hmm. And I think the thing that I really like about it the most is just by now these two guys are just firing on all cylinders together. Yeah, it's their second album together, and then they're also making a third album together, so to complete the trilogy, mm. as, they're, as they're calling it. Yeah, this definitely feels like a California album. I mean, of I course... I mean, obviously the album cover. Yeah, yeah. Which is a... I think it's... What is it? Mad Lib's logo? Like, he has like a... Yeah, he has like a little, like, like a character. character. Yeah. I, I always forget what it is. And then Freddie Gibbs is the zebra, I guess. Yeah, and they're watching like Hollywood like burn on fire. Kind of remind me of BoJack Horseman a little bit. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah, I guess the fire also makes sense considering it's California, and fortunately that they've had all those fires. But yeah, it's this is kind of like the album that I was kind of waiting for this summer. Uh, there was an album that came out recently from another underground rapper called blue that I was kind of underwhelmed by. And I was kind of waiting for this album to come about because I, I just, I love the vibe of these type of albums because Madlib does a really great job of finding really abstract and really far out samples. And if you've listened to any of his previous stuff, but not this one, you, you, you know that like he just has a certain kind of vibe that most people have tried to replicate, but often fails. He's just in a class all his own. Yeah, he definitely understands the medium, knows what goes into a great beat, but also too how to like change the style up on that beat, but still have it be cohesive in the song, which is really unique. I, I love that about him. Like he he'll use samples of things that wouldn't normally be used in a rap song. Yeah, there's a lot of like Japanese elements to this. There's like old time jazz movies in this. It's like soul elements too as well. Yeah. It's 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 just it there's such variety. And I know we say it again and again and again, but variety is a watermark of a of of a of a great album. Yeah, especially with all the features on this, Pusha T, Killin' Mike, Anderson Pack. This is really good on this album. Oh yeah, he he really does, and 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 I like when Anderson Pack can kind of shift between singing and rapping, and not just focus on one more than the other. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense. Yeah, he's a great feature on there. Some more other great features on here are Yasin Bey, aka Most Def, and then Black Thought from uh, the Roots, who by the way actually had a solo album I think earlier this year. It was like his first solo album ever, which is kind of interesting, huh. but. Uh, that was a solid little album. I feel like that kind of went under the radar. But yeah, he he's he's great on it. Um, and I think, you know, anytime you can have good features like that come in who already work well with someone like Mad Lib, these, these are just pros at work. And, you know, you know you're going to get quality from them across the board. From Freddie Gibbs, I really enjoyed the fact that, like, he's very honest about his past life as a drug dealer and even talks about kind of being a father and not neglecting his daughter. Um, he He's very much, I like that there's still a, what's, what's the best way, like a street level element to him. Yeah. You know, he's not like, he, 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 his legend I think has really kind of grown and I think this album just kind of elevates it even more. 
in the underground circles, but I still feel like there's a sense of realness and authenticity to him. And that's one of the things that I really like about him. And he also can go from kind of being like a little bit like, you know, uh, like, I don't want to say like laid back with his lyrics, but you know, kind of like, he can be, he can be laid back when he needs to be and he can be aggressive when he needs to be. He's got a good variety to his, his, his flows. And there are times too, where he'll just like go right into like this incredible flow, just spinning all these different bars, especially on flat tummy T. Oh, I love that track. That's a great one. I also love situations. Oh, that's a great one too. (laughs) The cussing preacher (laughs) at the end. (laughs) He's got some really like clever wordplay on this too. And this is also like, you know, you talk about skits and rap music and stuff. And sometimes the skits overshadow a lot of it, but the skits here, they're quick. They're done right. It it doesn't stop the flow of the album. Crime Pays is such a great track too because it's got a fun hook or a fun chorus on for that matter, and then the beat by Madlib is just so smil- silky smooth. It's just one of those kind of things where like no other rapper would be taking no other rapper and um, uh, DJ would would be taking these kind of risks, but these guys do, and it just you, you never you never feel like that they're gonna run out of ideas on mm-hmm. this album. Um, I don't think I disliked a single track on here. No, everything was really good. And it's just, you play it from the very beginning until the very end and you get like, just like I said, a good variety from it. And these two guys, like if they only end up really doing three albums, like, I, I mean, like I'm those fine three with that. Great albums. Yeah. Yeah. Like leave your mark and keep yeah. going on, you know, do a couple songs every now and then, but I think when you work with Mad Lib, you're really working on a whole concept album as opposed to individual tracks. And that's, you know, apparent with all of his work, especially Mad Villain and all that. Yeah. And I, and I hope that he puts out an instrumental version of this album too, because I, I, I can't get enough of crime pays and then there's cataracts. Yeah. <laughs> that, that's a fun one too. The chorus on that is just brilliant. Uh, and it's also got a cool change up at the end of it too. But, uh, yeah. Um, I, I, I'll go right into my final thoughts here so I can prep for the next album that we're going to talk about. The, you know, if, if you're a fan of their previous album, uh, Pinata, I don't think you'll be disappointed with this one whatsoever. I think it is absolutely a, you know, just two pros just continuing to work at the top of their game and just having really good chemistry together. And it's one of those kind of albums that, like, I didn't think about much of my radar but when it came out i was hyped and then i was just so happy with the final result and for me that's why it gets an own it nice i also agree and will give it an own it i feel like this is a very fun album it's got great flows and incredible beats produced by geniuses and if you're looking for a fun summer rap album this is right up your alley Agreed. Yeah, there's really not much more to say about it. Yeah, right. <laughs> it's like, it, is it the greatest, like, I don't know. It doesn't blow me out of the water to, like, that final level. But, like, it's great to have in the background. It's, like, chill. It doesn't, you know, it's just, it's good. It's a good yeah. rap album. Yeah, I, 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 I'm I, right there with you. It's, it's one of those kind of things that, like, if you're a fan of rap, I recommend it to anybody to check out. Yeah. And it, it's not meant to be like this big game-changing album. No, no. It's a fun album between friends. Ex- it's almost kind of like the Run the Jewels albums. They're just like yeah. fun album between friends, you know? Yeah, yeah, exactly. That Sometimes when you, you know, stick with what you know, but, you know, you you just have that 
good natural chemistry together, you're able to come up with something that works. Yep. And it just ends up being something special. So makes me excited for their final and third album together. All right. Here we so, go. So for our next discussion, not <laughs> only will we be talking about an album, but we'll also be talking about a film. Now, we won't spend too much time on the film itself because the film is only 12 minutes long. But the film and the album share the same name of Anima. Anima. Oh, I said that wrong. Anime. Anima, Anima. That's how I've been hearing it pronounced. Maybe that's incorrect, but that's what we're going to go with. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm sure somebody out there will correct us. So did you did. watch the film first, or did you listen to the album first? So I watched the film first. Me too. And I want to talk about that first just because I think the context of that is important to bring up before we talk about the album. Um, because I just think that there's aspects of it that just really tie well together when you have both the music and the visual aspect together. Yeah. But anyway, uh, the film features music from the album of the same name by Tom York. Directed by Paul Thomas Anderson, who made countless great movies. The Master, There Will Be Blood, Punch Drunk Love. There Will Be Blood. Oh, man. I I love that movie. Every once in a while, there's someone who tells me they don't like that movie, and I don't get why someone doesn't like that movie. That movie is so good and uh, also features music from fellow radiohead bandmate johnny greenwood there you go actually more than one movie he's done with oh, him. that's right yeah they did the master together i think they did inherent vice together i think they did phantom thread too yep so yeah so yeah not, so, not a stranger to the band <laughs> and it was kind of a surprise it came out of nowhere that both paul thomas anderson and tom york would have a 12 minute uh one real film uh, short show up on Netflix of all places. Yeah. Which, you know, in the grand scheme of things, I like when Netflix does that. Yeah, I like the little cool exclusive things that are only unique to it. And honestly, I don't think as many people would have seen it if it wasn't on a platform like that. A lot of people own Netflix, and if it's something that's easily access accessible to you, and, you know, they put some decent marketing, marketing behind it, at least for something that's really just a, you know, artsy short film for all intents and purposes Mm -hmm. uh the fact that you know this came out there i love when netflix does it and i and i hope they continue to do stuff like that yeah that'd be cool there's not like any real like strict narrative yeah they kind of have like i feel like there's a lot of metaphors in it maybe pertaining to his past relationship which he explored a lot on moonshape pool but it kind of starts off with him just like dancing on a not even dancing just kind of chilling with people on a train Mm-hmm. And eventually everyone's kind of doing these like in time sync dances to one of the songs and eventually it just gets crazy and it goes into like a rooftop that's like it's slanted, but the camera is angled so it looks like it's straight. So they're doing a lot of cool choreography and dance moves, which I really liked a lot because I haven't seen a lot of Paul Thomas Anderson movies that have done something like trippy like that mm-hmm. and really experimented it with it. But with his style of filmmaking, it was just beautiful. It is mesmerizing from beginning to end. I I was just so captivated from captivated by it from the very beginning to the very end, and I it it made me feel like a lot of things. Even though there isn't any dialogue, and really the narrative in it is told through the musical aspects, mm-hmm. and I think that the dance parts that you talk about, like it's it's definitely modern dance. 
really works so well to the effect of this movie because it keeps things moving. Yep. It is not a boring or really highly abstract short film. There's nothing in it like that's gory or like no gross. It's, just, it's visually pleasing it's it is very yeah. visually and the music pleasing. while very ambient and not slow it's not like fast paced like you know but the movements and everything keeps it going and doesn't you know make it repetitive or boring or anything like that yeah and tom york you know whether it's his solo stuff or his work that he does with radiohead is known for very melancholy lyrics and I think that, you know, if you are familiar with his past work, this inherently won't surprise you. But I think the thing that I've always liked about him as an artist, whether it's with Radiohead or his solo work, is that he tries new little things. And sometimes those things are subtle, but that's that's just enough. Those little tiny little tweaks can really go a long way. So there's only three of the songs on the album that we're about to talk about about i believe that are in that movie yeah it's either three or four i'm pretty sure it's three i think it's three um so it's it's one of those kind of things where like they they work really well within the context of a short of a short film does the album then work as its own separate piece Mm -hmm. and i am happy to say yes it more than works as its own solo album yeah the out the movie itself made me feel things watching it i feel like the movie is good because it preps you for what you're gonna hear too thank you that's exactly what i was gonna say look at that see on the same page (laughs) that's exactly how it is you you have that like i said uh, earlier you had that visual aspect that's tied to the music when you watch the short film and now listening to it just by itself is like i don't know it's almost its own unique uh, entity, yeah. If that makes sense. Oh, totally. It definitely transports you in its ambience, mm-hmm. and yet somehow it keeps it carries over the narrative too as well. So, like yeah. the short film that you saw, the elements from that that are provided from a visual sense by Paul Thomas Anderson could also work on the solo album too, which I thought was really really cool. Yeah, and I. I, I like I, I know I said last week on on our previous episode that I was really really into this. I've listened to this album several more times after that, and really, Adam, this is one of my favorites this year. Really, I I'm really really enjoying this album quite a bit. What did I'm like trying to think? So, I think I like I definitely like this album. I just like I want Tom York to make like a true ambient album with like no vocals. Just him just really experimenting and going crazy. Because I feel like, not that his voice bothers me, but like the lyrics were the last thing I was focusing on with this album. Because there was like so much happening, I wanted to listen to it all. Like the lyrics kind of took a back end for me. I, his lyrics, I, I like thought... his, his, his it, it, like his voice fills and makes sense in this type of music he's doing, but like. I feel like he wanted to make like a straight up ambient album, but being Tom York, he has to sing. I, if that makes sense. Hmm. I, I I guess I follow with what I you're just saying. want like a Tom York instrumental album. I yeah. think that'd be different and unique for him, and I feel like it would give him even more, con like get him out of his comfort zone to make something really 
cool. I'd be down for something like that, but I think the lyrics here don't overshadow the music. Oh no, opinion. not at all. And I'm just I'm just saying like I would really I really want like just a true ambient like no no lyrics, no you know, vocals. I mean there there are definitely similar themes to other previous work like i feel like there's some aspects from okay computer in this oh yeah a lot of okay computer a lot of um like dealing with machinery and you know just the mundaneness of life i think that's even kind of covered too in the film itself Mm -hmm. dawn chorus like feels like an actual like conversation um that he has with you know the woman that he's in love with and it's it's so it's so like heartbreaking to listen to even though everything that's sung about in that song like he's talking about like oh you quit your job again things like that they're not really like you know huge things that would normally be in a song they're almost like mundane it's like also too radiohead explores the big ideas yeah of like you know government and you know corporate life and you know things happening around us in the world so like having him say almost pull it back and go any more surface level saying like oh you know talking about like the mundaneness of life and jobs and stuff like that almost makes more sense for this yeah i would agree like he doesn't have to have a big picture it can be like small in scope yes And and i think that's probably one of the reasons why i like this album so much is that you know we did get a very very personal album from a moon-shaped pool yep the last radiohead album like down to the point where some of those songs just like oof yeah felt like a knife that was stabbed into your heart and then twisted this is like moon-shaped pool was i wrote this when i was sad and now it's like i'm still sad but i'm angry and also just get it i have all these ideas in my head now that i'm like sort of clear-minded again this is almost cathartic yeah from him that's the word this is almost like I'm sitting on a train, you know, just watching things going by and I'm just observing life, just go through the typical motions day to day mm-hmm. around me. I also think too, that like, I don't know, this album does some things that I thought that I, I, like that it just really resonated with me because I felt like he uses sound really well at certain points to keep you either on edge yeah or just not necessarily I felt make... like I was on edge the whole album yeah but in a good way like yeah. I'm like okay like I know something's going to happen but what's going to happen in the context exactly. of it yeah there're just so many great little elements that add so much to the tracks and just like the previous album that we talked about Sometimes just doing little change-ups, little things that just like little sound effects, little bloops or bleeps, what have you, little random samples go a long way into a track. You know what track I really love on this album? Twist. Yeah. It wasn't in the in the film, but on the album itself, it changes up about halfway. And I remember listening to it in my car, and it's like it gets orchestral. And it's so like powerful and just so big and it just produced so well that the sound just like filled my car. I wasn't blasting it, but 
it's, it's a, just like the, this it, sunrise. It's like this crescendo of instruments yeah. in your face. Yeah. Oh, it's it's just glorious to listen to. He, he definitely knows how to structure a song, mm. and it has a great understanding of electronic elements and how to build and improve on it. Yeah, I maybe it's not the best lyrically from him, but I felt like. All oh, the all other... the beats and all the the arrangements and were were incredible. Which is almost why, like, similar to you wanting just an instrumental of Bandana, I want an instrumental of just this album. Yeah, I'd I be think, down for that too. I think it'd be very cool. I I don't know, man. Like, I I guess I'm not saying that you dislike the album at all. Oh no, no, I definitely didn't like dislike it. I just like when I was listening to it, I was like, oh man, it'd be great if he just didn't sing for a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> not in a bad way, just like. There's so much going on. I want to focus on like the beats too, you know. What do you think of the final track, "Run Runway Away"? Because instead of him singing, he like kind of like uh, manipulates like a, his voice, kind yeah. of similar to that one track on Kid A that sounds like a robot. Um, crap, what is the track? I'm drawing a blank on it. Robot Man. <laughs> you, My name you, is Robot Man. it's i mean i know there's tom york please make a a radiohead song called robot man (laughs) and it's just (laughs) robot man man. (laughs) i never thought that we'd have back-to-back episodes of our (laughs) podcast where we do fake renditions of a tom york song um it's the track how to disappear completely i think so is that the one where it's got like the that sounds right yeah <laughs> i don't know it's radiohead of course they all sound like that but but you know what i'm talking about right yeah, yeah, okay yeah. all right anyway like i don't want to belabor the point too much i i just thought it was a really cool way to close out the album because that one is probably like I think he just kind of repeats the same set of lyrics again yeah, yeah. and again, just talking about like you know who are your friends and who are your real friends or something like that. I can't remember the exact line off offhand, but yeah, I I'm gonna go into my thoughts here. Yeah, we can go jump in. I love this album. I'm sorry, and you don't maybe, have to apologize. I liked well, it too, but I, I didn't feel hate like, it. I feel like. If anybody who's been listening to this show for a long time n- either knows me through the show or knows me outside of it, like this does all the things that I love. This was an album made for John. This is kind of like the Solange album for me earlier this year. Like it's like ambient, check, experimental, check. <laughs> like person has a bun in their hair, check. <laughs> weird singing vocals that that complement the music as opposed to overtaking it check like this boards of canada influence double check i know i know he is influenced by boards of canada i can't help it if i like music that's influenced by boards of canada all right well anyway i'm being overly dramatic here this this emotionally connected with me and most of that reasoning I can't explain, but man, did this just grab me and I couldn't get enough of it. I've listened to this so much from the point of release of this album. 
and it's coming out on vinyl soon and i think i have to have it on vinyl as soon as possible because i have a feeling this will sound great on vinyl because it sounds great digitally and this is just probably my favorite work that he's done as a solo artist and he's only put out three albums i think he's got some eps in there and i've really enjoyed those too this one is the one that was like okay that this is taking it to a whole new level for me anyway and maybe that just comes down to personal preferences i'll gladly admit that but as melancholy as this album sounds it's never overbearing with its sadness it never makes you feel like really bad it's just kind of the realization that like life can be very mundane you go through the motions sometimes you have arguments you deal with a lot of things on any given day and sorry (laughs) banging on the table here and it's you, you can tell i love an album when i do that and you're you're not supposed to let that get you down but you can still recognize that it's there and i and i think that's probably why i love this album so much and it's why i am going to give it a gotta have it wow this is one of my favorites this year i mean and i'm always a fan of what he does like most likely it's always going to get a high rating out of me but yeah there's just something man there's something about this that just keeps me coming back and i can't get enough dang good deal look at that two gotta have it's almost back to back (laughs) um i'm going to give it one less and give it a known it um i think there are a lot of things that really work on this the music is absolutely beautiful if you like ambient if you like experimental if you're a radiohead fan in general this is not something you should miss because agreed there's a lot of things you'll really like about it for me, I don't know if just the lyrics didn't click with me that much as, as it did with you. Maybe I need to give it a couple more listens. But I was mainly focused on the beats because I was so intrigued by them. The lyrics kind of took a back end. And it's like I've heard Tom York do the same thing with his voice all the time. It's the same. Like, there's only so much I can take with it sometimes. And I really wish maybe he did something a little different. But uh, the beat-wise and the instrumentals and the film, I think it all collaborates into this beautiful thing. And yeah, if you are a fan of Radiohead and Tom York, definitely check this out. And like we talked about earlier, definitely check out the 12-minute film. And I think it's worth watching that prior. Um, yeah, so go steal your Netflix. Uh, whoever, Whatever friend has Netflix, go steal their account. And uh, Yeah, seriously. It's, it's only 12 minutes long. So like... If somebody's like, well, uh, I don't know, it's it's 12 minutes. Believe me, you cannot watch The Office for the 1,000th time. <laughs> you mean there's minutes. other things on Netflix besides The Office? Oh, my gosh. I can't believe so many people are freaking out about NBC just, taking it just back. buy the DVDs. Well, yeah, there's that. And then there's also just a simple fact that, like, I don't know, maybe give these other shows that Netflix is putting out a shot because otherwise – like they go away mm-hmm. like i mean I, 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 it just always seems like every week there's a new article about like netflix decides it'll no longer make x y and well, z it's because not even dis- of people watch none of people watch it yeah and also too now that everyone is making their own streaming app it's like ugh. yeah we're just oversaturated in streaming apps if netflix keeps on putting out stuff like anima which i hope they do 
that's great. I hope that's the case. I need something like that. You know, it's, I, in fact, I would encourage all streaming platforms to do it. I want more chances like that because that's where something like that could thrive is on streaming platforms. And in, in, in my opinion, I, I, I like the little collaborations and it gives these, you know, kind of big name act, big name stars and big name directors, something like chill to do. Yeah, exactly. Like, I feel like this is where you do it. You do it for streaming platforms. Yeah. You know what I mean? Although I totally would have loved to have seen it in IMAX. Of course, wasn't playing anywhere around here. Uh, and of course, they gave away a vinyl <laughs> to people who went to go see it. So I'm even more jealous of those people. But John, John you're turning red. I know. I know. I mean, <laughs> yeah, Steve coming in. <laughs> uh, that could also just be the coffee. Yeah, which I am sadly out of. I am out of it too. Sad, sad, sad news. So I hope I was. I hope I wasn't off too much. I I felt like I desperately needed some coffee, and I was getting a little bit of the energy there towards the end. Maybe I need to drink some before recording. Yeah, probably a better idea. <laughs> but uh, Adam, as always, man, good good stuff. Um, I don't know who we're gonna cover next week. Yeah, I was all to say is what's coming new what's what what's up what's the 411 what's going on well i mean there was a new j cole album that dropped um oh what's the jaden smith isn't that a thing jaden smith right you mean will smith's son yeah doesn't he have an album or something oh he does yeah oh man i don't know know how i feel about that (laughs) (laughs) i don't know he's actually opening up for tyler the creator on his tour isn't that weird good for him yeah, I it's, must be nice having your dad be Will Smith, huh? <laughs> <laughs> nah, just kidding. Oh man, <laughs> you, you know who else is coming out on an album soon that I'm very very excited about, but it's not until later next month. Whitney. Oh yeah, very excited about I, that. I know new pornographers are also working on a new album. Oh, I can't wait for that too. Oh man, yeah, we're gonna have to look up stuff and see. I feel yeah. like I'm missing something. Yeah, I feel like we're missing something too, and. For those of you who are listening at home right now, we are trying to find albums on our phones like very, very quickly here um, because I feel like we've been covering a lot lately. Right. So, hmm. I don't know. We'll oh, find something. Oh, John. <laughs> what? <laughs> you know, it drops on Friday. Oh, no. Oh, you know. He oh, knows. No. Ed Sheeran. Oh, oh, your favorite. 311's got a new album. Oh, oh their new single is terrible. Oof. Oh, I can only imagine. Some 41? Oh, I, I know what else I want to mention before we close out here. This is what I want to talk about, so I'm glad I looked this up. Sugar Ray's putting out an album? Oh, jeez. It's called Little Yachty? <laughs> oh. Um, I I think you say Yom is, is, is his name... I, I could be wrong. Uh, oh, the guy who made Bossa Nova music. Yeah. yeah Yom uh, Gilberto, famous Brazilian composer, pretty much the godfather of Bossa Nova, passed away recently at the age of 88. And I just kind of wanted to pay my respects to him because ultimately, like, I'm a big Bossa Nova guy. I I know it sounds like kind of like an uh, abstract genre to say that about, but a lot of that style of music is just, I keep on coming back to again and again. It's not really something that people play now. It's really 
from a product of its time. But man, was there some phenomenal music out of that point. This guy was responsible for Girl from Impanema and all these other great tracks. So many good songs, so many classics, just music that like is perfect right now for the summertime too as well. And, you know, just wanted to thank him for all that he had done for a genre that maybe isn't popular or hip right now, but man, it's just so much fun to revisit again and again. And I think in, in my opinion, I wouldn't be surprised if at some point we get some modern artist that puts their spin on it and oh, kind of gets sure. it back into the limelight. Hey, Mad Lib, so, there's your cue. Yeah, right. Oh, I would love a Mad Lib Bossa Nova album. I'd be all about that. Right. I'm sure he's even sampled some Bossa Nova songs. Oh, I'm sure. But yeah, I just wanted to pay my res- pay my respects for him. Just brilliant guitarist and just did a lot for, for Brazilian music in general. Thanks so. for the music, brah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Cheers. Cheers. One mm. last drop. Get mm. to the last drop. You know mm. what also is good? Subscribing to us because we're on <laughs> Spotify and iTunes and Stitcher and Google Music. And mm. g4dpodcast.com. You can find all of our episodes and our lovely smiling faces as we drink coffee. <laughs> Probably should update that photo. Yeah, I know. I know. We were. That, uh, that was Mustache Adam. <laughs> mustache Adam is no longer in existence. Now it's uh, lightly trimmed beard Adam. It looks good on you, though, buddy. Oh, thanks. It's a good summer look. I got to yeah. do that, too. I feel like mine is a little straggly. So. When does that Sleater Kinney album come out? Not till August. Way. Oh, not till August yeah. too. Yeah, same time the King Gizzard album comes out. Oh man, I have you like... listened to the the new single, the King King Gizzard single? Uh yeah, I did. I finally did. <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're ridiculous. I they're know. out of control. Yeah. So maybe we need to get some audience suggestions out there. We need some uh, fans of the show to give us some suggestions for next week. I concur. Yeah, Can you send send them our way. Tell us what we need to listen to. I, I we could go like really indie or we can, you know, even go like with some random abstract albums that maybe aren't that popular. Do both. Yeah. We we do what I want. It's our show, right? Heck yes. It's our, our rules, show. right? That's right. This is our show we can do what we like. It's our show we can do what we like. I feel like that's a song that you'd hear playing at like a sports stadium or it's something. Miley like Cyrus, that. I think. Oh, really? So we can't stop. It's all party. We can do what we like. Like that part. And then it's like, we can't stop. <laughs> How do you know? Wait, have you, seen, have you seen the Black Mirror episode of Miley Cyrus yet? I haven't. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, my oh God. Boy. We, we got to close out with this. Okay. Tell me about it really so quick. So she sings a song. It's called On, On a Roll. So basically the premise is she's a pop star. Her name is Ashley O. Wow, what a stretch. And her big song is called On a Roll. And it's a reworking of Nine Inch Nails' Head Like a Hole in a different key in the pop beat. Have you never heard it? Oh, my God. It's hilarious. Oh, that. So the chorus, you know, the, the Nine Inch Nails like, Bow down before the one you serve. You're gonna get what you deserve. She changes it to, I'm full of ambition and verve. I'm gonna get what I deserve. It's hilarious. They actually made a collab tee together. <laughs> he has like a t-shirt that Nine Inch Nails was selling for a little bit. Yeah, Trent Reznor approved it all. 
<laughs> John's ace is like, <laughs> what? Uh, I mean, I I understand that Trent Reznor has got to make money, but I never would have thought that Miley Cyrus and Trent Reznor would be in the same sentence together. Black Mirror. Jum, jum. Wow. Wow. Yeah, that's that's uh, Trent Reznor needs to buy a new uh, condo in Clearwater, <laughs> Florida. <laughs> that's what that is. I want this rare synthesizer, but it's $10,000. How do I get it? <laughs> Hi, this is Netflix. We'd love you to collab with Miley Cyrus. Done. <laughs> it's and it's a keyboard uh, only for like ambient drones too or something like that hey it's the best ambient drone uh synthesizer <laughs> you can get on the market it, if it does mean that like we get some cool like netflix trent reznor prod project i'd be all about that well they wanted to make what was that album he made year zero or something or year 999 i don't remember whatever album he did it was supposed to be an hbo show but they mm. they canned it so mm. who knows that's, Maybe it has a home on Netflix. I I can't wait for the next soundtrack that he does with uh, Atticus Ross. I always like listening to what they do. Good stuff. Good, good stuff, man. Well, hey, buddy. I, I'm now dragging on here. This means I need more coffee. Yeah, we got to get going. Yeah, we, we got to get out of here. Yeah. Uh, but I had a good time talking with you here. Maybe, maybe we'll mix it up. Maybe we'll do something fun next week. Keep people on their toes. <laughs> toes. To Moses, supposes, toes, roses. Oh no. Anyways, thank you, Moses, everyone. Moses, supposes, erroneously, Moses. Beautiful, <laughs> compelling, rich. You, you've seen Singing in the Rain. I, I sure hope. have. Okay, yes. good, good, good. Just yes. had to make sure. Yeah, I'm about to do a backflip on a wall right now. <laughs> I kind of want to see you do that. Oh, uh, maybe another cup of coffee, and your wish will be granted. <laughs> Alrighty, friends. Thank you so much for listening. We love you all. Here on Grounds for Discussion. Discussion. Bye. Caffeine-induced antics on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram under the username G4D underscore podcast. Drop us a line at G4Dpodcast at gmail.com if you have any music suggestions, general questions, or business inquiries. You can find our podcast on iTunes, and John and I would super appreciate if you rated and subscribed to our show. May your cup and heart always be full of coffee, good music, and cliche motivational ending sentences. Thanks.